That should be good. There we go. That works. Hell yeah. Watch it sound like shit. <laughs> it's all good, dude. This people are gonna ask, why is it echoey? It's just yeah. It's LG. This is this is a phone. Yeah. <laughs> On an app. Yeah, there's there's no like quality like equipment here. This is just me being sober this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how you been? Um, you know, hanging in there. Have have had a very like crazy couple of weeks. Oh, for real? Yeah, I mean, I fucking got shot at, like, oh, yeah, that three was... weeks ago or so. Was it three weeks ago already? I think so. It was, like, the 27th or so, or the 25th, or one of, one of those fucking days, you know? Damn, I didn't realize it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, yeah. I don't know, I was coming back from work at this bar I work at, and, you know, some dude tried to fucking kill me, like, three streets down from my house. The fuck? Yeah, like, right down the road from here, uh... Here's the music they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like some random dude was like, stopped at an intersection and started shooting at me after I turned, because they were driving kind of weird. I was like, I don't want to be on the same street as them, you know? Oh, hell no. So I was like, because I thought they were drunk or something, they might hit me, and I was like, fuck that, dude. But yeah. Then it got worse. <laughs> Turns out he's on PCP. Yeah, or whatever the fuck he's <laughs> but, you know. Oh, yeah. Shit, y'all have a couple shows coming up with you and Crypt. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're playing the Masquerade this coming Saturday in Atlanta, which is the nineteenth of February. If I'm not going crazy, uh, and that's we're opening up for like a, a huge uh, tech death band called Obscura, which are from Germany. They're like on they're on the biggest metal label in the world, Nuclear Blast. So, oh hell yeah, we're excited for that. And then. Uh, we also have something booked on March 5th that has not been announced yet. That'll more than likely be in Savannah. And then the day after that, we're playing in Columbia uh, with Nick Hill and Bathe. Um, which, but, uh, and Prosperity Gospel. Uh, Nick Hill's from Maryland, but then the rest of them are all local to Columbia. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and then today, we, or actually, we're also playing the Masquerade. Uh, which we got to confirm all the details, but that'll be on March 19th again, so we're playing again. Um, then in April, we are playing on the 15th. We just announced uh, a show in Athens we're playing at. Um, probably not even like an hour ago, like <laughs> b before this, <laughs> we announced it. Um, oh, shit. And then we haven't announced it yet, but we've got like a, a little mini tour thing that we're, we're kind of keeping like a little secret. Uh, end of April, early May, so. Hell yeah, I mean, it's still secret, but it's announced. Yeah, yeah, like, so everyone knows when it'll be just about, but, you know, we haven't oh, yeah. announced the dates or anything like that yet. I, oh yeah, I've been sharing all the flyers to my page, as you've seen, yeah, including I, my podcast page. I appreciate that, man. Oh, not a problem. I know any little bit can help. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's been crazy, like... People, like, sharing, like, the stuff at, like, the, the show we have on Saturday, which is probably going to be the biggest show we've played so far. They're, my guess is about, like, 350 people will be there. Oh, if shit. That. And we've got, like, from what tickets we've sold, we've got about, like, 28, 30 people coming from Augusta alone to drive to Atlanta and see us. So. Hell, yeah. I would I would go, but I'm going to be there the day before. <laughs> yeah. And that's too much gas for a 20-year-old shitbox. Yeah, that is true. 
If I drove something like you, different story. Yeah. You'd be going all over the place. Oh, I'd be in Atlanta every weekend. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's definitely going to be a fun time. We like we rented a van. Um, just because, like, with with that kind of venue, it's like we don't want to show up in, like, two cars. Like, we haven't bought a van yet, but we're working on it. But we don't want to, like, show up in two or three cars. You know? No, no. So we're like, we just want to have one vehicle and fucking do what we got to do. Get in, get out. Yeah, you know, like, well, I mean, we're, we're going to stick around. Like, we're spending the night and probably oh, yeah. getting fucked up afterwards. But, you know, it's just. I mean, that's just with the game. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're on tour, then you want to not get fucked up every day because you get exhausted very quickly. Ozzy Osbourne hears this and goes ape shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy. Like, uh, you know, getting everything ready. We just. We've, we've got a lot of stuff we're doing now with the band that I'm excited for. So. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of updates popping up. Yeah. I'm, I'm a stickler for giving out information all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk up to you and ask. Yeah. Like, the the labels, like, constantly posting stuff, so I'm trying to keep up with him and all that. And he's, he's always giving me more stuff to, to post or, you know, we've got, like, some some stuff coming out. I'm thinking in March, like, in terms of merch, it's, like, a special thing that will initially be like a limited thing I guess but um, it'll it'll start coming out in terms of uh, like I don't know we're we're gonna try to get like new variants of it each time it's like it for a hint it's it's something that most people use to help themselves out in the morning so yeah you know you, I'm pretty sure you can take a guess as to what it is but it's, it's like a, a fun thing that we're getting done and Afterwards, we'll probably get like different versions of it going and stuff as well. So, oh hell yeah, I'm excited to see it. Oh yeah, you did. Like, I actually have uh, one of the other bands that has it. Like, I've got a. I'll show you real quick. All right. Um, which you guys aren't gonna see this, but yeah, this is pretty much what I'm talking about. Um, oh shit. But we're getting it like custom done, new like custom artwork for it and everything. So. Oh, that's badass. Don't worry, he handed me a bag of drugs. <laughs> 340 grams of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're getting that done. That's one of the other bands that are getting it done through the same people, so they, oh, they yeah. gave us like a really good deal. and We'll also have like some discount codes and stuff like that for that specific company, so we'll, we'll be having that going out pretty soon, I'm thinking. Oh, that's going to be badass. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I know people who just like cool labels are going to buy it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, I've had people that I've talked to about it already that, you know, just as far as, like, an announcement-wise, we're not, like, saying exactly what it is, but just talking to people personally, it's like, we let them know, and they're like, well, we'll buy one to use, and then one to just keep. And I'm like, that'd be rad, dude, which means we're going to probably have to order more than we did, because <laughs> we've only got, like, 16 of them that we're, we have coming in so far, so we're probably going to have to order... A lot more. Like, yeah, probably like three cases worth. With what A we're, lot more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I can imagine that's pricey, too. Yeah. Well, it, in terms of, like, cost, it's uh, around, I mean, it seems like a decent price. It's like $7 per unit. Hmm. So then we sell it for 13 you know, just to. Oh, that's not bad at all. Make, a, make a pretty good profit margin. It's, it's definitely not as good as, like, you know, the profit margins and stuff for like shirts you know yeah. just because like or the bracelets or you name it like that oh exactly like getting getting shirts made now or is pretty cheap because there's so many like pressing companies and luckily we we go through Terminus Tees which is like a local uh 
well, not not a local, but like a regional kind of thing, you know. Like, so they they do all the southeast printing for like metal bands and stuff. Oh yeah. So, which you have to if you if you got contacts with them, you can get pretty good deals too, like better than what they normally give. So. Oh yeah, it's always good to know people or know the process. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. It's it's very it's very convenient knowing people, especially like having the label like backing us. We've oh yeah, we've gotten a lot of stuff hooked up just because of them. You know, like a lot more. What label are y'all with? Uh, we're with Terminus Hate City Records. They're like a Atlanta-based label. Um, they've got a couple bands from Atlanta. Uh, we're the only other band in Georgia aside from the Atlanta bands. Um, and then we've got uh, some dudes in Jacksonville and Miami that are on the label. And then also in Bakersfield, California, there's also a band on the label. So we, we've got a pretty decent roster so far. And this year they're planning on expanding more. Because um, I believe Awaken Ancient, that's on the label, was the last band to sign, if I'm not mistaken. Either that or Swamp from Jacksonville. They're they're probably the last ones. One of those two, but um for, for twenty twenty one. So for twenty twenty two I know they're definitely expanding. You know, there's a couple bands that they're looking to get on the label that they've talked to that I'm aware of. Um you know, stuff like that, but Oh yeah. Uh it, it's nice like seeing like you know, for being a small label they're starting to expand more. And oh it, yeah, it helps out a lot of the bands on the label, including us. Oh yeah, that's also, that's how a lot of the big ones started, anyway. Exactly, they start off as small labels, and then they build their roster, and then they get their name out there. So then they're able to get more money to help all the bands out and stuff like that, you know. Oh yeah, festivals and all that fun stuff. Exactly, like uh, honestly, because of the label, we that's probably why we were able to get our <clears throat> name out towards the promoter for the masquerade and get booked there, you know, which they're they're pretty much the the biggest ignore <laughs> I'll get that later are you gonna go back now oh it's stuck <laughs> what it's stuck on his uh, screen oh damn yeah <laughs> is it still recording it is okay I got a little bit to edit out now <laughs> <laughs> Let me put that sound off. <laughs> At least then I I now know I can leave it ringing. All right, cool. But uh, yeah. Um, with with the label, like they they were able to help us get our name out to the promoter for the masquerade, which they're the I would say the biggest like venue for touring acts in Georgia, as far as oh. like you know they're not playing like stadiums or they're playing, like the amphitheaters or whatever you they're know, playing like, really good size shows oh yeah like upwards of 500 people you know coming out to shows uh, every night honestly oh, yeah. like the masquerades always got bands coming out like I the old masquerade was a little bit smaller I wanted to say the one that was in the mill so it was like layered oh, so yeah. like they had three separate stages that were like stacked on top of each other like on each story which was terrifying because you could feel the floor buckling beneath you. Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. Being in the pit and just feeling the floor bounce. <laughs> exactly. It was terrifying. I remember uh, I was never there when it happened, but I remember hearing about the stairs collapsing so people couldn't get down <laughs> from the 
fucking <laughs> they were they were trapped. Like they had to uh, get out through like the fire escape or something I've like that. I never heard of that. Yeah, dude, it was nuts. Like I, I was too young to have been around for that, but they they definitely had like that issue, which was crazy. But um, it's crazy they stayed open. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're in a I think it was like twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen they moved over to underground like where that underground mall used to be at. Oh yeah. So now they've got like it's all like ground floor like mm-hmm. stages, which is nice. But they're they're pretty spacious. Um. I know I'm, I'm happy we're playing in hell because that's probably my favorite stage because it's fairly large but it's like still intimate enough to not feel like crazy you know I, I mean I like heaven but the you know there's I have like some quirks with it yeah you know? I mean it, it, just like sound wise it's kind of a weird stage just because the like the room is so weird because there's like a balcony and you know I, oh, yeah. I feel like I don't know, just I guess the way the underground was built, all those buildings were carved out and stuff, or laid out, it just, I guess, like, would be weird with the acoustics in that specific uh, room, but with, this, with, like, the other ones, they're pretty nice. The sounds. second you brought up the balcony, balcony, I realized, oh, I've been there. Yeah. You know, you got people, like, diving off the balcony mm-hmm. after the shows, seeing that happen. I saw fun. that happen during a, a Miss May I set. Yeah, I, for me, it was Municipal Waste was playing. They opened up for Exodus. I thought that was fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Oh man. It was uh, the shit. When I saw it, it was the show with Die Artist Murder, Parkway Drive, Miss May I, and some band from Australia. Oh damn. I can't think of any bands from Australia that would be on that tour. I forget the name. I'll have to pull up the ticket on my phone sometime. But. Yeah, man. They were pretty good. Hell yeah, dude. I. I'm looking forward to a couple of the shows that I'm going to soon. Like, I know Midnight's opening up for Watain and Mayhem that I'm going oh, to see. Um, that's in March. I think April is uh, Exodus, Testament, and Death Angel, which is pretty cool. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. So, I think Drain is also playing in March. I might go see them as well, but it depends on, you know, work and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. And shows as well, like if we book stuff, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to go to some of this. Of course it is. For me, it's always, oh, I'm going to go to that show, then I forget to buy the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and they're either sold out or I'm out of money by the time it's time to go to the show. Yeah, exactly. That can be a hassle sometimes. Oh, yeah. I blame ADHD and autism. <laughs> yeah. That'll always hinder, you know, you remember oh, yeah. to do something. Oh, yeah. Either that or my drinking abuse for years. Completely understandable. <laughs> Hell, that's how y'all's practices start, is it? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, normally start our practices by cracking a beer, and then it leads to more than one beer. <laughs> 30 case later. <laughs> Basic. I mean, we run through a pretty decent amount of beer. Like, when we, when we recorded the, the two singles we just did... Um, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before that, I think it was the 5th, uh, the, the label owner was there, and he was making, we were all drinking, he was like making the joke, like, man, these guys just pounded like two cases of uh, PBR, and like, now they're slamming out these songs, and I'm like, god damn, like, did we really do that? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I remember, but, you know. I mean, that's how I got all my best written shit. Oh yeah, but, you know, we, we knocked it out, His, he was very nice to let us stay with him and his wife and all of his wonderful pets and his 
his wife made us like very delicious vegan food, which is awesome. Like it was like Korean barbecue. Oh and shit. And they, they use like uh like the impossible like meat. Like, oh yeah. You know, like the Beyond meat or whatever. They uh she like cooked it up and like marinated it and stuff like that. So it was pretty good. I was I was pretty happy with that food because it was quite delicious and we also did not eat that day so oh, shit. <laughs> but it was it was wonderful you know it was it was very nice of them to to cook for us and let us stay with them and all that fun shit you know oh yeah i mean didn't y'all just uh release an ep yeah last year we uh we put out an ep i want to say in january it was like two weeks after our original bass player passed away um we ended up putting out in his memory and We've actually got two of those songs going on a split record with a band called Black Mass from Massachusetts, so that that'll be a like a vinyl release that's coming out pretty soon. Um, we're just waiting on the the sleeves to get printed now, and that should be done in like two weeks, I think, if that. Okay. I'm actually, I'm I'm thinking they might be ready already. I'm not sure. I gotta talk to the label owner about it, but if we can get them for the. Uh, the show in Atlanta that'd be great but you know it depends on logistics yeah. of that and stuff oh yeah if they're ready and if they're ready to release exactly um but yeah man it, that EP gave us some pretty good you know exposure and stuff like that uh kinda helped us get towards like being on the label in the first place and just oh, releasing yeah. it on our own uh I didn't hear about Crypt until last year Oh, really? Yeah, when I went to uh, Tony's house. Oh, Tony Miles. Oh, yeah, I saw it on his back door. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, man. Um, maybe maybe we met at that party. Where, where, was it his birthday party where it was like, at his house and like a bunch of people were playing like, beer pong or something? Oh, no, I didn't go to any of the parties at that house. No? No. Oh, okay. Huh. I, I know I've seen you somewhere. Yeah. Downtown, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I work at a very popular bar downtown in Augusta, so... I actually never went there. Really? Yeah. Man. It's always too packed for me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. Like, on a weekend, it's it's pretty oh, busy yeah. for being a small space, you know? Oh, yeah. I try to stay to Joe's or Soul Bar. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I typically stick in Firehouse. Like, the only time I've really gone to Joe's is, like, you know, because of people... Oh, inviting yeah. me there, like, or firehouse is closed, like, when it snowed a couple weeks ago, you know? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I like, fair. I was like, well, shit, I gotta go somewhere and drink alcohol. Let me Joe's go get... so bought. Yeah, exactly. And you just so happen to know people at Joe's. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of the Joe's people will come down to firehouse, too, so... To be fair, a lot of people who go downtown just bar hop. Yeah, there, there's quite a few people that'll, like, hop back and forth, like, to the loft and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I tried that once, never again. I tried to turn a stranger's car on, <laughs> and I spent roughly $300 that night. God damn. Just drinking whiskey. I don't think I could drink $300 <laughs> of just whiskey. <laughs> I'd have to like have like some mixed drinks in there. Like, oh no, it was just beer. straight whiskey filled to the brim of each glass. God damn. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you gotta get your fix somehow. Oh, yeah. I had my pocket layered up <laughs> of all the cups. Oh I woke my up. My clothes were sticking on one side because I turned Broad Street into a slip and slide. <laughs> oh, man. It was a whole ordeal. Oh, I bet, dude. 
and I had rent due that day. Ooh, that's the worst. <laughs> I got evicted shortly after. <laughs> hey, man. I need to stick to comedy, because that's some funny shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You know, got some crazy shit going on sometimes. Oh, yeah. More than me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I'm sitting over at my house trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing with this. Yeah. Uh, writing my own music and uh, all that other stuff. You know, work and all that. Yeah, dude. It, it's it's weird, like, how things <clears throat> are just going in general. Oh, yeah. Like, just just life is, is very weird right now, you know. It, the whole band thing is, like, I'm not saying blowing up. I don't want to sound like some, like, egotistical guy or whatever. Catch us at the Warp Tour. Yeah, you know, (laughs) not anything like that, but, you know, we're getting to a point where it's like we're actually doing pretty well with the band as far as exposure and and, uh, shows. Yeah, getting these bigger shows going on, like getting some tour stuff set up, buying a van, getting new merch out, got this new music that's coming out pretty soon, like two singles that'll be released separately because we're just waiting on the art now because we got the mixes back. Um, you know, just, it, it seems like we're actually getting to a point where it's like the band can be like a, some sort of thing that we can, well, I mean, it, it already has gotten to that point where like the band can be like, we're, we're putting 110% each of us in the band where, right. you know, like if we got to take time off of work, we'll do it, you know, like, uh. You know, like stuff like that. Like, just we're we're putting as much effort as we can into it. So most of our weekends are pretty much freed up for the band. Oh, yeah. Like you know, if 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 we get an offer to play somewhere feasible, at least for now, you know, I, I guess like we can go further once we have a van and stuff like that. And once we can actually get a tour fully set up, um, then it'll be a different story. But like, you know, if 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 we get an offer to play at like. For example, the masquerade on a Saturday, you know, we'll do it. You know, we're we're not going to be like, oh, we might have to work. Like, we just take off work, dude. You know, which which most of us don't work weekends anyway. Oh yeah. You know, if we got offered the masquerade on a weekday, I'm sure we'd be able to do it too. It just it depends on the calling sick. Yeah, you know, like do what you got to do. You know, my job's pretty good about uh, covering shifts for me and stuff like that, so I don't have to worry about it. Same with pretty much everybody in the band now. They've they've got like a pretty good. Set up, but we try not to do weekdays right now, just because it becomes uh, like an issue with like personal finance. Oh, you, know, yeah. you don't want to like take off like too many days, like on weekdays and stuff. Uh, I was also going to say it could become overwhelming with the normal schedule. Yeah, like we're we're working towards that point though, to where you know we can pay ourselves with the band, which it'll probably be like another year before that even becomes a thing but you know it just we we gotta keep pushing harder which is what we're doing I'm, I'm glad that we're putting in this hard work and it's actually paying off you know which, oh, yeah. it's hard for a lot of bands to to do that you know there's not really many bands in Augusta that even have that you know that the only other band that I can think of that's like working real hard and actually getting to like a, a great point you know they've, they've already done like some tours and stuff is backslide. I was about to say backslide. Yeah, like they're they're good buddies of mine, like Jonathan and Alex and Nate and 
Uh, I Josh saw Ryan. I saw them live once, and the place just went batshit. Yeah, dude. I, I saw them a few weeks ago in uh, Columbia. I, I drove up there because it, it's like an hour from us. You know, yeah. I was like, why not? They're they're good friends of mine, so wow. went up there and it was fuck wild, dude. Like it was it was it's fun seeing them live. Uh, but they're they're playing there again with Attila. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy, and they're they're playing at the Masquerade this coming Monday. <clears throat> uh, so like two days after we play. Damn. So they've they've I think it's Mouth Breather and From Joy are the bands that they're playing with. Um, so yeah, that should be awesome for them, dude. Like they're doing great. It's it's nice to see that um, another like. Augusta band that's in the oh. same like realm of music in terms of like just being heavy music. Oh yeah, is actually doing stuff. There's not really many in Augusta. Not to like throw shade on any of those bands, but it's it's just in terms of like actually like you know getting things done in terms oh, of yeah. gaining the notoriety. Yeah, like you know like playing out of town constantly and all that stuff like that. As much as we love Augusta, we try not to play in Augusta too much because it kind of oversaturates everything, which is the same thing that it, that backslide has that mentality too. It's like it, you'll kind of oversaturate the scene if you're playing like the same city constantly, you know, which oh, is yeah. why Atlanta is such a great place to play at because you can technically play in, in like different places around Atlanta or in Atlanta and still be okay to play there. Constantly, you know, for example, like, we played at this place called Sweetwater Bar and Grill in uh, Duluth, and, um, like, if we wanted to, we could play in Jonesboro the next day, which is, like, the other side of Atlanta, like, like, southwest of Atlanta or whatever, Um, because they have a venue called The Doghouse, you know, we could play there, like, the day after, and have a completely different crowd, Um, you know, which, of course, there'll be some people that are in Maine, downtown Atlanta that'll go, but... Oh, yeah. You know, just as far as that, it, it's it's nice to be able to do that. Augusta doesn't really have that because there's not really any venues anywhere else except in Augusta, and even then it's very minuscule. Like, the scene oh. is not what it used to be. I was about to say, and uh, the rooms are not large at all. Yeah, like, we we played at Soul Bar a couple weeks ago. Um, it's like, a local thing. Uh, it was the start of, like, a mini tour, which... Two of those shows actually got canceled, unfortunately, so we couldn't, like, do a mini tour, per se. We just played there and then Duluth the next day. But, um, like, just playing in Augusta, like, you know, getting, like, weekend shows or venues in general is kind of, like, a pain because you don't really have any venues, you know. We're waiting for Gransky Records. They're, they're planning on becoming a venue. They've got, like, a stage bill... They're getting some equipment and stuff like that, so... Oh, shoot. Yeah, it, it should be nice. They've, I'm not going to say which bands, but they've talked to some pretty big-name bands in, like, the heavy music community that are... Or even, like, just the alternative music community in general. Like, whether, yeah. whether it be, like, hardcore or metal or whatever, and they're willing to come here already like they've already made plans to come here whenever everything gets set up so you know it, it, it'll be nice to like give it a, a jump start for the scene here again because it, it I wouldn't say it died but it it, it got it, diluted yeah it, it diluted up a bit and it, it just slowed down a lot you know 
So it'll be nice to like. It'll it'll make bands like us more willing to play in Augusta again. Oh yeah. Because it, it's it's hard to. Want to play in a city where. Uh, yeah, where there's and, not much happening in, as far as music in terms like in terms of like, bringing bands from out of town like. Oh yeah. You know. Not to bring in the whole, like, idea of, like, oh, we want to have all these, like, huge draws, but it, it does bring people out to shows if they see, like, these bands that they like that aren't just local bands coming out to play the with people. people they hear on the radio or over their MP3 all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. I sound old as shit just saying that. <laughs> the radio and MP3s what clicks in my head <laughs> looking at my phone. But, yeah, like, uh, I guess a good example would be, like, if, uh, hmm. Like, if Knock... Well, I mean, Knock Loose has played in Augusta a couple times. They actually played uh, at the... Fuck, what was it? The Miller or the Imperial Theater or whatever the fuck? I, it was one of those. They played with the Day to Remember. Oh, shit. Because um, the Day to Remember used to be in... Like, Augusta was, like, the first city that a Day to Remember actually, like, consistently came to because we were always treating them really well back in the day. But, um... No, like, let's say Knock Loose, like... If they play Grancy Records, you know, like, a, yeah. they set a tour and they come through, like, that's going to make people want to come out. Like, that's going to lie in the street real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, or, uh, what would be another example of a band, like a bigger band? Hell, Attila. Yeah, you know, like if Attila came to Augusta, or, um, Acacia Strain, which they've played, uh... They played in 2019 as well. They had the whole Bloodfest thing. So it was like Kublai Khan, Judiciary, and uh, Acacia Strain came. Uh, but stuff like that, you know, like where bands can come through. Municipal Waste, you know, if yeah. Municipal Waste came through, that would be great. Which, with that size venue, they'd probably be able to come through, you know, just like a... Oh, Weird. you know, sure. just... Yeah, like it, it's a bit smaller, but it's still like going to be a great turnout because you're going to have people that are willing to come from like... Let's say Thompson. surrounding cities, yeah, all the way from Thompson to here because that's about an hour away. Yeah, like you people are gonna be coming from Thompson. People are gonna be coming from Lincolnton. They're gonna be coming from Waynesboro. Yeah, North Augusta, Aiken. Uh, you know stuff like that. You know people. It, for it being a new venue, people are gonna want to come out and see how it is. You know, which is it. It's also nice because. It's such a short drive from Columbia that it makes it a great spot to stop in because a lot of bands go through Columbia. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they could play in Columbia one night and maybe have an off day on the tour. And then then they can hit Augusta and then hit uh, Atlanta the day after. I was about and then to they say. can go to, like, Tennessee, or if they want to go south, they can just hop on I-20 and just book it all the way down south towards... Uh, like Jacksonville or something like that. I keep forgetting that highway goes all the way down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I keep forgetting how big the highways around here are. Yeah, they're fucking massive, dude. Shit. But, you know, stuff like that. It just, it... We're a good crossroad town. Exactly. You know, we're right on the border of <clears throat> South Carolina and Georgia. It just, it makes it easier for bands to come through because, you know, like, if if a band doesn't have to drive three and a half hours, four hours in one day, you know, from Columbia, like, straight to Atlanta, like that, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there's another, like, highway that's a little bit, like, it, it, it's not, like, one of those, like, 
interstate highways. Yeah. It's like just one of those like weird like road highways. Oh yeah. Um, you know, if if they don't have to drive that for four hours from Columbia straight to Atlanta, and they can just hit another town and make more money, why not? Oh yeah. Or just play again if because they want to. Exactly. You know, which I mean, most bands want to. You know, taking days off are not really the ideal the, thing. Yeah, I mean, financially, it's like. If you take a day off, that's money you're missing out on, you know. Yeah. But sometimes you have to. But if you're if you're playing like a, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say that. Never mind, because I was gonna say like, if you're playing like a smaller show, you know, or whatever that like, that's less stress. But most bands are gonna put in like 150 percent when it comes to their live performance, you know. Oh yeah. Sweating and fucking out of breath and all yeah. that. That's like you can look up on uh, YouTube. Suicide Silence back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Played just a local bar. Yeah. You know, like, it. bands are going to put in their all, so... You know, that That's another band that came to Augusta. Yeah, they've, they've come to Augusta... Uh, for Sector. Yeah, there's a lot of bands that went through Sector 7. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw my first show. Hell yeah. That's mine, how I got into metal. You know, it was through that. Mine was um, The Masquerade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I started going there afterwards... Oh, no, like, that was my first show that someone introduced me to, uh, metal shows at the Masquerade, so, gave me high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was, uh, Halloween of 2009, so I was 10 years old, I saw Toxic Holocaust on tour with Black Dolly Murder, oh, shit. and surprisingly, our bass player Brandon also played that show. With Ehrlich, um, which a, a couple people like Zach Gibson were in that band, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I I never really knew either of them. You know, I was such a young kid that I was like in the back. I was kind of like away from oh, yeah. everyone. My my friend's brother took us, um, so I'd always be in the back, you know, like this kid just watching these shows. Oh yeah, just vibing out. Yeah, but it it got me in the metal, and like it's funny like how how much of a full circle that is that now Brandon is in our band, you know, which is crazy to think about compared to, like, him having been an Ehrlich for the time that he was, you know, and, uh, being in bands, like, in full effect and all that. Uh, Comes over to Crypt. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's 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 awesome to, to think about, like, you know, which, I mean, we have two people in the band, like, including him, that are, like, experienced in terms of, like, Augusta music, you know, Adam. Adam's right. fucking about to be 42, and he's been in bands for decades, like, his first band that at least, like, did, like, this kind of music, like, if I'm not mistaken, was the Cop Killers, it's like mm-hmm. a punk band in the 90s, uh, actually had our late bassist in it, Jesse, oh, which they, he played guitar in that band, but, uh, I think he was 19 and Adam was 15, um, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird how that becomes like a full circle thing where they get back in a band together and then now we also have Brandon who I saw live like playing in Augusta and I didn't even realize 13 it. 13 years ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's 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 crazy to think about but it's 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 something fun, you know. I, I think like that idea of like Augusta being the second largest city in Georgia but it's such a it seems so small Oh, yeah. Because of the fact that, like, you know... Nothing happens. Yeah, like, Augusta is pretty spaced out, at least in terms of the CSRA. 
but having like you know you're still gonna know people in Evans even though Evans is 15 minutes away from downtown Augusta oh, yeah. or you know people from the south side knowing people from Thompson stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. that it's, it's you know it's, it's small enough to where everyone, people are gonna know each other I was about to say everyone knows everybody yeah like I could I could run into somebody from North Augusta in Grovetown because they might be at like the Grovetown Walmart or something you know just it, it so it it's cool to see that like you can easily run into people left, all the time left and right yeah like I mean that that kind of shows like a testament to the bar I work at Firehouse like they've been around since ninety six and they've got you know regulars from all over the place that are constantly coming in every day. Yesterday, like, was pretty slow at work, but just the amount of regulars that come in, because that place is such, like, a staple for Augusta, yeah. like, in terms of, like, nightlife and just, you know, going out and drinking. Between Firehouse and Nacho Mamas. Mm-hmm. So, I think the oldest bar in Augusta, that <clears throat> at least downtown Augusta, that's open, that just does, like, alcohol, is Soul Bar. They've been open since 95, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which, funnily enough, the uh, the owners of Soul Bar, Coco, and, uh, well, I don't think Coco really has much to do with it anymore. He, he only does, like, he's part of, like, the the council, the yeah. city council, so he, he helped get the Miller back on track and stuff like that. But um, he used to be part owner for Soul Bar, but his brother Jason, um, they used to own the uh, the Capri, which is where Le Chat Noir is now. So it was, it was yeah. a hardcore uh, venue. So they had a bunch of hardcore bands coming through and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. I never a, knew that. Yeah, there would be all sorts of bands coming through. You know, a lot of Augusta local bands that were hardcore punk and stuff like that would always play there. Um, There's places like The Ranch and stuff. But, um, yeah, Soul Bar is the oldest. And then I want to say... Firehouse is next because they were a year after. Um, Nacho Mamas, I cannot remember what year they opened, but they say ninety seven. Yeah, because they they've only changed their menu three times since they opened, and about, the, the most recent time was to add one item, <laughs> which is the Godfather, and that was back in twenty twelve. I want to say something so like ten that. Years so, yeah, <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. But yeah, the I, I guess the next bar after that would be. Metro, because Metro opened in 99, and they're more of kind of like a pub before yeah. what they are now. They had coffee and stuff back then, but, you know, they they kind of like start to cater to more of like the, not upscale crowds, but like, you know, your average, like, like if you're a... Uh, Evans or Martinez. Yeah, if, if you're like that kind of guy, and you're like trying to have like somewhat of a chill night, you go there instead of Garden City or whatever. You know, although Garden City's a fucking mess. <laughs> I have not been. I, I mean, it's probably just my anxiety, but also, like, I, I'm not a fan of the place just because, like, you know, I, I like all types of music, but the music they play there is, like, the same thing, and it's kind of, like, just, you know, not my, my thing. Oh, the and like the, the crowd of people there too, they're like all like preppy, preppy mm. people, and I'm not one of those people, which is why I like Firehouse so much because it's all like people who listen to punk and metal and like just alternative music and or just dress out, 
Yeah, they're easy to get along with. You know, oh, like, yeah. you know, you don't have this extremely loud music playing in your, basically in your ears. That's how close it seems. You know. Yeah. So, it, it's it's nice having Firehouse, but yeah, man, like shit, Firehouse used to do shows there. They did. Yeah, they're so they if you go in the back towards the bathroom where like the dart machine and the uh, the pinball machine is, and there's like this little bench near the the men's bathroom. It's actually raised, so that's where the stage was. Um, so you, you basically step up like a foot off the ground to like go to the bathroom or whatever. But there was like, there was no pinball machine or not. Yeah, no pinball machine, no dart machine. That bench wasn't there. Hmm. There was still that pole that's right after the stage, and then also that pool table was there. But they would push it to the side. But it was hectic. Like people were diving off the pool table, like. Which I'm, I'm assuming they have a different pool table than what they did, because, you know, you could probably... I, I was about to say... You can probably tell if they people were diving off of it, but yeah. They had, I wish I could see that. They had all sorts of bands coming through, like Skeleton Witch played, and, you know, just they had a, a lot of good bands. Uh, but it, it's kind of mellowed out over the years, you know, and, you know, just having shows there doesn't really seem like a feasible option. Oh, so. yeah. Especially with a uh, lack of bands coming through. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not really having many bands coming through anymore, so... There's no point in, like, having your bar. Yeah. Have, that's, you know, not the biggest bar in the world. You can hold maybe 80 people in there. You know. Like I said, I haven't really been inside. Yeah. I mean, 80 is probably breaking the fire marshal's, like, limit, you know. <laughs> but still, like. Hell no. Yeah, it just, it doesn't become feasible anymore. So I can understand why it's not, like, a, a, a place for shows thing. anymore. Yeah. I mean, a regular venue or anything. Yeah, I will say, like, Firehouse, even though they've gotten a lot tame, like, more tame than what they used to be, it's still probably the rowdiest bar downtown. I, I can see that. Yeah, it's just because, like, all the regulars used to f- get in fights all the time with people and stuff like that. It's just, it's one of those places where you don't mess with the regulars or the people that work there, or everyone will get on top of you, you know, it's, it's not a smart... Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, That's like the, uh, they closed it down, the hideaway off of Gordon Highway. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dude, it's just, it, it's one of those places, like, everyone's so close with each other, you know, no matter who you are, you know. Oh, yeah. Most, most regulars, you know, are pretty cool people, so. I like how you emphasize most. Yeah. There's <laughs> always those one or two assholes. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, like, it, you know, we're not going to be like, hey, you can't come to the bar, you know, yeah. just because we don't, you know, Get particularly you. like you, you know, it's just, it's not how it works. It's it's still a place of business, you know. Yeah. If, you're, if you're spending money and you're not causing problems in the bar, we're not going to kick you out, you know, it's just... Simple as that. Yeah, exactly, you know, un- unless you cause issues, but there's not many people if, yeah, there's just not many people that really cause issues or even okay. are like disliked enough to not want them to be in a bar anymore you know it's, it's very hard to get banned from that bar you know my favorite thing is when I see an underage person get kicked out of a bar after they've already had a few rounds yeah which that that's why I like Firehouse as well because I mean I'm a door guy but even before I was working there like the place has always been known to be like very strict on like the ID yeah which I mean of course like back in the day it was probably a little bit more lax just because, like, there's a lot less, like, issues dealing with, like, 
you know, like technology and stuff. Yeah. But now with like everything, like the, probably the past ten years or so, like Firehouse has been very on top of like you know IDs and all that all that stuff. stuff. Which I mean, they're they're known for that. You know, they've always been like pretty adamant about it. Um, I know a couple of the bars downtown. I yeah. don't think I've ever shown my ID. Exactly. Like I mean, a lot of people know me. So I don't really have to worry about showing my ID anywhere. Uh, yeah. But, like, as far as, like, Firehouse, it's, like... At the door, have it ready? Yeah, I mean, I, I always, like, come across people that don't have their ID ready. I'm, like, I'm just sitting there. I'm, like, whatever, you know. I'm not going to make it, like, an issue or, or whatever, like, that you're taking oh, yeah. forever to show your ID. But, you know, you're coming up to a bar, and clearly, like... I was about to say, clearly, at the door. Yeah, unless I'm like, unless I told you before, like, hey, I recognize you, you're good to go. You know, because, like, I'm not going to check your ID every single time. Like, once I start to recognize you, then, then I'll be like, yeah, you're good to go, man. Like, just go right on in. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, but. That's one of the jobs I cannot do, be the door guy to any place. Why not? I like to move around too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not completely constricted to sitting right at the door, you know, I can walk, like, back inside and I can walk near the bar because the bar like ends right at the door so you know it's not too huge of an issue but I can walk around outside as well so I'm not you know just standing there but oh yeah you know it, it's it's nice because I always get to see people that I know and I like so yeah that's fair that is very fair yeah I'm so. surprised y'all haven't gotten a bouncer yet <laughs> well I mean we're, we're basically like the door guys are basically bouncers like if we got to do what we got to do, then we will, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, well, I was saying that because I remember growing up thinking I'd have to deal with a lot more actual, you know, big bouncers. Yeah. <laughs> well, Scott at Firehouse is a lot taller than me. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about, you know, the stereotypical ID or get the fuck out or get thrown in the alley. Oh, well, I mean, we're not going to throw anybody if they don't have an ID unless they get, like, aggressive and try to put their hands on us, you know? It just, it, it's, it, anybody who actually does that, just because someone doesn't have their ID, or if they have a slight attitude towards you, is kind of ridiculous, I think, because... Oh, I agree. Our job's not to just hit somebody for the fuck of it or whatever. It's, you know, de-escalating stuff. Like, if someone's causing a problem, like, or whatever, we're going to de-escalate that situation before we have to put our hands on them. You know, the, the last thing we want to do is put our hands on them. Because not only is it just irritating for us, but we might have to deal with police if that ever gets involved. Uh, and also, everybody in the bar is just going to be gawking and be like, oh, what's going on? It, oh, yeah. It, just, it disrupts everything. The like, good old whiplash. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, it makes me have to be like, everyone calm the hell down. Like, whatever. You know, this stuff I, happens sometimes. I was about to say, uh, Richmond County can take notes on that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of pulling up with their guns drawn. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, being a door guy, you gotta know is just mainly, it, the, the best way to explain it is it's an easy job, but it's a hard job. Yeah. That's like a security. Yeah. It's it's easy to do, but it's hard to fix if you fuck up doing it. Yeah. You know, you know just, your job's simple. Check IDs and de-escalate any situation that happens, you know? And then every bar has their little rules that they have personal to that bar where it's like, 
you know, for, for firehouse, it's, you can't take out any of the house glasses outside, like any of the pint glasses or the shot glasses or anything. Those can't go outside at all. You have to pour in a plastic cup, you know, which some regulars don't get that still, you know, but like they'll, they'll still try to walk out with one and I'm like, Hey, like I'll just, I'll tap them on the shoulder and I'll get their attention or whatever. And I'll just hand them a plastic cup and they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. Like I guarantee you I'll have to do it tonight when I go to work. Y'all started that rule after people like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, having having their little things, you know, most people don't really have. Oh, I meant, to, to, I meant to ask, uh, how long has Crypt been a band? Uh, January, this past January that just happened was three years. So we started in January 2019. Okay, I was wondering because all the members and everyone made it seem... Like, it's been so much longer. No, it's, it's been a pretty short time. You know, it, it hasn't been that long compared to other bands. I think Backslide is about a year and a half longer than us or something, I want to say. They, they haven't been around, like, more than six years, I want to say. But, unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure they haven't been around for that long, though. You know? I'm not sure. We've had so many bands, like in Augusta, so it's kind of hard to... You know, tell. one second this member is part of this group, next thing you know, there's starting three others. Yeah, like, uh, I think Jonathan used to be an If Only. I believe he, uh, yeah, I believe he started that with them. With Osei, yeah. Osei and Hunter and all of them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking he used to be in it, I'm pretty sure, but, like, he, I, I know he started Backslide with, uh, with Nate, uh, I know Alex... Alex, I think, might have been original in there, too, I'm pretty sure. Same with Josh. I think Ryan's the newest member, because I think beginning of 2020 is when he joined the band. It was right after Bloodfest, because I know Depressor came from Atlanta and played, and he was in a, he's still in the band Depressor. Uh, and I, I think they'd already known each other, but I guess it kind of hit off to like bring in a second guitar right. player. So now they have two guitar players in the band. So Ryan's Ryan's in backslide now. He's awesome. I love the dude. I love all of them. Oh yeah, you know, they're all great people. I was about to say, how can you not? Each yeah. one is their own unique person. Yeah, exactly. Like, entirely. Like, Jonathan's <laughs> known Mikey, our other guitar player, for fuck longer than I've been going to shows. I want to say like twelve years or something, ten or twelve years, something like that. I swear that dude knows everybody though. Yeah, John, Jonathan knows everyone. <laughs> I could bring up a name from Massachusetts and he'll probably be like, yeah, I met him. I'm pretty sure they played shows in Massachusetts too, so they, he's probably been up there. I know they played in New York before. I bring up my 78-year-old aunt. Oh, I met her once. Yeah, she was at this pizzeria or something. You know, something crazy. Jonathan's awesome, though. I love the dude to death. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The fact that he knows everybody is just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know this person? Cool. <laughs> That's the same thing with me, dude. Like, I apparently know everybody downtown. It's I, fucking weird. I hear that about me whenever I go to Evans. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even... I haven't lived over there since 09. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, like, knowing all these people, and then you're like... Like, people, like, bring it up. Yeah. Like, dude, you know so many people. I'm like... I shit those. Yeah, I'm like, I guess so. I'm like, I, I guess I know all these people, like... Some people I don't even really know like that. 
I just I know them like just by meeting them or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they're like they're like, Hey Julian or whatever and I'm like, What's up, dude? And then this dude's like, How do you know them? I went to like elementary school with them. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I met them once. Yeah. And they're like, They live in Grovetown. I'm like, They're downtown all the time, I guess. That's pretty much how I know everybody. Downtown or just ran into them at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, playing in a van helps a lot knowing everybody. Like or just you get to know everyone, but then also working in a bar. Yeah. You know. Working in a bar, everybody comes to you. <laughs> exactly. Like, Especially when you uh, you sit in the door. You just got people walking up to you all the time. Oh, your name is this? I'll hit you up later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised to hear someone has. <laughs> probably. Some of the other bars in Augusta probably have. They probably still do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I know it's difficult to start music in Augusta. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, it was such a random luck thing. I feel like that's with any band. is like a, just a luck of finding people that want to play the same music and you get along with them. Well, it's not only that. A lot of people agree to the band and yeah. then will back out last second when writing starts to really happen. Exactly. Or, you know, just... There's a lot of people that aren't willing to actually put in the effort to get to certain points, you know, not knocking them for staying in that, yeah. know, just that area that they want to be in, you know, but like, they're just not motivated to keep pushing higher. Yeah. You know, like there, there's so many bands that have like pretty good potential in Augusta, but you know, not saying any names at all, but like, there's just some people that are like, you know, they're not necessarily saying that they're just not putting in the effort or whatever, but it's like, you know, you guys could just push a little bit more and actually get to this, you know, like, oh, yeah. like, and I'm, I'm more than willing to like help, you know, for example, like I can, I'll, I'm willing to give people contact information for venues, you know, with, uh, with like getting shows booked and stuff like that. Or, Hey, like this guy does merch or like this company or whatever, like does oh, yeah. merch. So you can, like, I'll give you their email and stuff like that, and you can hit them up about it. Like, that's that's why, like, uh, he goes by Milo Kobayashi. Yeah. My friend Kaven. Yeah, he, like, he's such an awesome dude, you know, because he's, he's always, like, supporting the band and stuff like that, and he, he's a rap artist, or does hip-hop and stuff. Um, but, like, you know, he's, he's asked for some, you know, just contacts as far as, like, booking stuff, and, like, some of the venues we played at actually do more than just metal you know so it's, it's cool to everything yeah so it's it's cool to give them that hookup and then also like the hookup about like other stuff you know same with with backslide i gave them the information for the, the special merch item thing that we're doing too so they're i'm hoping they can get some stuff done as well but, but it's like yeah if some of the bands are willing to you know like just i guess put in a little bit more like, long-term effort into it, you know, I, I think it'll be, like, something that can really get all, all the bands going, which there's there's a, a good amount of bands now that are actually doing that, which I think oh, is yeah. cool. I was going to say just simply release more music, too. Yeah, you know, and, write, write more original stuff and, and write, stuff like that. Right when I thought of that, I had three pop in my head that just recently did. Yeah, exactly. 
you know, like if only put out some music, Team Deathmatch put out some all music. Right. Of Ash. Yeah, exactly. Music. You know, like all these dudes are putting out music now, which is awesome. You know, and you know, not knocking the people that uh, just play covers because that actually is a very feasible financial venue. You know, like uh, not an avenue. Like, to, oh yeah, and not only that, a lot of the uh, covers I've heard, especially in the alternative music, yeah, it puts a whole different light on the song. Exactly. You know, so it, it it's not knocking them at all. But like, if if some people wanna, you know actually get further with the band like you gotta just start doing doing a lot of long term stuff to to get there like for example okay. compiling lists of contacts or you know stuff like that like it it it's definitely like something hard to do but if you really want to do it like it's something you gotta do yeah you just have to go out and do it yeah you know like a, the best thing to do is to to try it you know oh yeah you know, email everybody. That's that's what I do. <laughs> I'm constantly emailing people oh, and like, oh, finding I've, contacts and stuff. I've sent so many uh, record labels. Yeah. Just a clip of my vocals. Just because, hey, notice me. Oh, you're exactly. not going to respond? Here's it again. Exactly, dude. Like, email, email promoters or booking agents. Whatever you got to do to, like, get a show booked or email record labels. Email... Merchandising companies, if you if you have the money, like put a little bit of money aside just for your that, music project, whether it's a band or your solo, or whatever the hell you're doing, you know. Oh yeah. Do whatever you can. Like it, it's it'll help in the long run, and you know, the likelihood of people making it now compared to back then is a lot higher because it, you have so much more. Like social media is a huge. I was, thing. I was also going to say in Augusta because it's so derived of anything. <laughs> yeah, people other than drinking and starting shit. Yeah, people latch onto stuff in Augusta because of the fact that like there's not much going on. Oh yeah. Like if you start a band and like start like pushing out your music and like write a bunch of original music and stuff like that, people are gonna like it. Oh yeah. Or people are gonna start trying to give it a, a shot, you know, because they're gonna be like, Oh, we don't really have much you know, for example, in like the indie alternative scene or whatever, which we, we've got bands like Tortoise Portal now, some good friends of mine, like AJ and uh, uh, Corey. They're both in uh, Tortoise Portal, which they're amazing. They are great. Like, they, they do kind of like it's like a mix of alternative and like jam type okay, stuff. Okay, I'm like interested. Type stuff. They're awesome. They just played recently at uh, Savannah Brewing. Uh, I think it was Saturday. I keep forgetting they do shows there every now and then. Yeah, every now and then they will. But, uh, you know, like, the, the the one thing of advice, like, and this is coming from someone who doesn't really know what the hell they're doing. Like, this is me also learning. But the, the one thing you do is just give it a shot. You know? Oh, yeah. Ask people that you have similar interests with. Like, they might not know how to play an instrument at the moment, but they can always learn. Pick it up and start. Yeah, that's how so many bands have started. They're like, oh man, we like this music too. Like, And we see these guys doing it and they look like regular dudes. So why don't we, you know. Why not try? Exactly. And then they learn their instrument while they're starting the band. And then there you go. That's how Nikki Six started. Yeah, stuff like that. It's just, you know, give it a shot. And, you know, you'll, you'll get to 
like a point depending on your your effort you know yeah. just put in put in as much effort as you have that you can you know don't over overdo it or yeah. overstress yourself exactly don't overstress yourself don't like go crazy damn and my phone dropped down to three damn <laughs> that was quick they're gonna be like what's the rest of the advice <laughs> oh it's recording again let's see is it gonna do it again or is an hour the time limit? <laughs> nope. <laughs> an hour's the time limit. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, put in as much effort as you can, but also don't put, like, minuscule effort. Like, there, there's certain varying degrees of effort, you know. For example, with us, I guess the best way to explain it is, uh... You know, when you start off, you put in an extreme amount of effort. You know, you're oh, you're yeah. writing music constantly. You know, you're you're trying to book shows. You know, with nowadays, like a, a really good thing that bands can do, which is very accessible for bands, record your own music, get an interface, get an audio, oh, yeah. like a DAW, like a digital yeah. audio workshop. You know, that's uh, what I was thinking of doing. Yeah, like, re- record your stuff as soon as possible, you know, if you've got a little bit of money to spare, send it off to get mixed. Get, get take that, just set it on the floor. Exactly, you know, do what you gotta do, like, record a demo, stuff like that, and then let yeah. people listen to it, you know, try to polish it up as much as you can. Do it the way I'm doing this podcast. Exactly. Click record you know. on some device, start playing. Yeah, but you gotta put in a bunch of effort at the beginning, then it kind of tapers off for a minute while you're, like, once you, like let people know that you're there, like, at least, like, in the area or whatever. Oh, yeah. It'll taper off, get, like, shows and stuff booked, and then, you know, once you get a little bit of a name for yourself and you're able to start making a little bit more money to help put that money back into the band, you know, that's when things start picking up again. Oh, yeah. So, at that point, you know, I I guess the way we did it is kind of like that, and then COVID happened, which made everything pretty stagnant. Um... But then we started trying to get some more stuff booked again in Augusta. Or not not in Augusta, but we we booked in Greenville. And then the week after, we played in Atlanta back in August. And because of that is how we got signed to a label. Hmm. You know, because we, we started to pick up once we saw that, hey, you know, bands are starting to do shows again. You know, and it's it's a lot safer now. It's like, hey, <laughs> you know, let's let's do this now. Like, oh, let's, yeah. let's not wait. Two Let's months do what we have or to. however long everybody else was. Exactly. If we wouldn't have gotten that show booked, thanks to our friend uh, Laramie, who lives in Atlanta, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have gotten signed. Hmm. For more than just the reason, the fact that he booked us. It's like he he like coerced the uh, the label owner to come out and watch our set. Oh, shit. He, he coerced Jay, and like Jay came out and like was like, holy shit, like, I need to sign that band. Which is awesome, you know. I, I love Jay to death. That he's like one of the uh, like best dudes I know. Like he's oh, such a oh, sweet yeah. dude, and like he's passionate about the music. But then, like, just as far as like the advice thing, like getting signed to that label, it's like that's where the real work begins now. Like, or even just getting to a point where like, you're, you know, you're you're doing a lot of like bigger things. It's like 
it's it's not the point where you like just let things plateau. You gotta put even more effort, and that's you just gotta keep pushing harder and harder. Yeah, that's the only way you can really get anywhere. You can't just like let expect things to come to you. You gotta. That's like people at a job saying, I deserve to be manager, I've been here this long, but been slacking off the whole time. Yeah, you know, like, you know, I'm, I spend a lot of my free time, if I'm not, you know, going to hang out with someone or, or do whatever, Yeah, is I'm focusing on the band. I'm constantly emailing people, putting merch orders in, uh, selling <laughs> merch to people, like a lot of local people want merch and stuff like that. So I noticed that just off of your posts. Yeah, I'm on top of it, dude, like. Before yeah. this shit dies. <laughs> yeah, it's about to die. Ah. Uh.